Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Olive and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Olive Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly Yeshua, the Olive Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Olive Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Olive Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Olive Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit, Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shaftim, and it means Judges. Deuteronomy 18, 9-19, 8 When you enter the land that Hashem your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate the abhorrent practices of those nations. Let no one be found among you who consigns his son or daughter to the fire, or who is an augur, a soothsayer, a diviner, a sorcerer, one who casts spells, or one who consults ghosts or familiar spirits, or one who inquires of the dead. For anyone who does such things is abhorrent to Hashem, and it is because of these abhorrent things that Hashem your God is dispossessing them before you. You must be wholehearted with Hashem your God. Those nations that you are about to dispossess do indeed resort to soothsayers and augurs. To you, however, Hashem your God has not assigned the like. Hashem your God will raise up for you a Navi from among your own people, like myself. Him you shall heed. 
This is just what you asked of Hashem your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear the voice of Hashem my God any longer, or see this wondrous fire any more, lest I die. Whereupon Hashem said to me, They have done well in speaking thus. I will raise up a Navi for them from among their own people, like yourself. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them all that I command him. And if anybody fails to heed the words he speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. But any Navi who presumes to speak in my name an oracle that I did not command him to utter, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that Navi shall die. And should you ask yourselves, how can we know that the oracle was not spoken by Hashem? If the Navi speaks in the name of Hashem and the oracle does not come true, that oracle was not spoken by Hashem. The Navi has uttered it presumptuously. Do not stand in dread of him. When Hashem your God has cut down the nations whose land Hashem your God is assigning to you, and you have dispossessed them and settled in their towns and homes, you shall set aside three cities in the land that Hashem your God is giving you to possess. You shall survey the distances and divide into three parts the territory of the country that Hashem your God has allotted to you, so that any manslayer may have a place to flee to. Now, this is the case of the manslayer who may flee there and live, one who has killed another unwittingly without having been his enemy in the past. For instance, a man goes with his neighbor into a grove to cut wood. As his hand swings the axe to cut down a tree, the axe head flies off the handle and strikes the other so that he dies. That man shall flee to one of these cities and live. Otherwise, when the distance is great, the blood avenger pursuing the manslayer in hot anger may overtake him and kill him. Yet he did not incur the death penalty since he had never been the other's enemy. That is why I command you, set aside three cities. And when Hashem your God enlarges your territory as he swore to your fathers and gives you all the land that he promised to give to your fathers. Job 34, 1 to 36, 33. Elihu said in reply, Listen, O wise man, to my words. You who have knowledge, give ear to me. For the ear tests arguments, as the palate tastes food. Let us decide for ourselves what is just. Let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am right. Hashem has deprived me of justice. I declare the judgment against me false. My arrow wound is deadly, though I am free from transgression. What man is like Job, who drinks mockery like water, who makes common cause with evildoers, and goes with wicked men? For he says, Man gains nothing when he is in Hashem's favor. Therefore, men of understanding, listen to me. Wickedness be far from Hashem, wrongdoing from Shaddai. For he pays a man according to his actions and provides for him according to his conduct. For Hashem surely does not act wickedly. Shaddai does not pervert justice. Who placed the earth in his charge? Who ordered the entire world? If he but intends it, he can call back his spirit and breath. All flesh would at once expire and mankind return to dust. If you would understand, listen to this, give ear to what I say. Would one who hates justice govern? 
Would you condemn the just, mighty one? Would you call a king a scoundrel, great men wicked? He is not partial to princes. The noble are not preferred to the wretched, for all of them are the work of his hands. Some die suddenly in the middle of the night. People are in turmoil and pass on. Even great men are removed, not by human hands. For his eyes are upon a man's ways, he observes his every step. Neither darkness nor gloom offers a hiding place for evildoers. He has no set time for man to appear before Hashem in judgment. He shatters mighty men without number and sets others in their place. Truly he knows their deeds. Night is over and they are crushed. He strikes them down with the wicked where people can see, because they have been disloyal to him and have not understood any of his ways. Thus he lets the cry of the poor come before him. He listens to the cry of the needy. When he is silent, who will condemn? If he hides his face, who will see him, be it nation or man? The impious man rule no more, nor do those who ensnare the people. Has he said to Hashem, I will bear my punishment and offend no more? What I cannot see, you teach me. If I have done iniquity, I shall not do so again. Should he requite as you see fit? But you have despised him. You must decide, not I. Speak what you know. Men of understanding say to me, Wise men who hear me. Job does not speak with knowledge. His words lack understanding. Would that Job were tried to the limit for answers which befit sinful men. He adds to this sin. He increases his transgression among us. He multiplies his statements against Hashem. Elihu said in reply, Do you think it is just to say I am right against Hashem? If you ask how it benefits you, what have I gained from not sinning? I shall give you a reply, you along with your friends. Behold the heavens and see, look at the skies high above you. If you sin, what do you do to him? If your transgressions are many, how do you affect him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? What does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness affects men like yourself, your righteousness mortals. Because of contention, the oppressed cry out. They shout because of the power of the great. But none says, Where is my God, my Maker, who gives strength in the night? Who gives us more knowledge than the beasts of the earth, makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? Then they cry out, but he does not respond because of the arrogance of evil men. Surely it is false that Hashem does not listen, that Shaddai does not take note of it. Though you say you do not take note of it, the case is before him, so wait for him. But since now it does not seem so, he vents his anger. He does not realize that it may be long drawn out. Hence Job mouths empty words and piles up words without knowledge. Then Elihu spoke once more. Wait a little and let me hold forth. There is still more to say for Hashem. I will make my opinions widely known. I will justify my Maker. In truth, my words are not false. A man of sound opinions is before you. See, Hashem is mighty. He is not contemptuous. 
He is mighty in strength and mind. He does not let the wicked live. He grants justice to the lowly. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. With kings on thrones he seats them forever, and they are exalted. If they are bound in shackles and caught in trammels of affliction, he declares to them what they have done, and that their transgressions are excessive. He opens their understanding by discipline, and orders them back from mischief. If they will serve obediently, they shall spend their days in happiness, their years in delight. But if they are not obedient, they shall perish by the sword, die for lack of understanding. But the impious in heart could become enraged. They do not cry for help when he afflicts them. They die in their youth, expire among the depraved. He rescues the lowly from their affliction, and opens their understanding through distress. Indeed, he draws you away from the brink of distress to a broad place where there is no constraint. Your table is laid out with rich food. You are obsessed with the case of the wicked man, but the justice of the case will be upheld. Let anger at his affluence not mislead you. Let much bribery not turn you aside. Will your limitless wealth avail you, all your powerful efforts? Do not long for the night when people vanish where they are. Beware, do not turn to mischief, because of that you have been tried by affliction. See, Hashem is beyond reach in His power. Who governs like Him? Whoever reproached Him for His conduct? Whoever said, You have done wrong? Remember then to magnify His work of which men have sung, which all men have beheld, men have seen from a distance. See, Hashem is greater than we can know. The number of His years cannot be counted. He forms the droplets of water, which cluster into rain from His mist. The skies rain, they pour down on all mankind. Can one indeed contemplate the expanse of clouds, the thunderings from His pavilion? See, He spreads His lightning over it, It fills the bed of the sea. By these things he controls people. He gives food in abundance. Lightning fills his hands. He orders it to hit the mark. Its noise tells of him. The kindling of anger against iniquity. Second Corinthians 4, 1-12 Therefore, seeing we, Paul and his co-workers, have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost." in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Yeshua, and ourselves your servants for Yeshua's sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Yeshua. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels, 
that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Yeshua, that the life also of Yeshua might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Yeshua's sake, that the life also of Yeshua might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us, but life in you. Psalm 44, 1-8 We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what work you did in their days and the times of old, how you did drive out the heathen with your hand and planted them, how you did afflict the people and cast them out. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them. But your right hand and your arm and the light of your countenance, because you have a favor to them. You are my king, O God. Command deliverances for Jacob. Through you we will push down our enemies. Through your name will we tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies, and have put them to shame that hated us. In God we boast all the day long, and praise your name forever. Selah. Proverbs 22, 10-12 Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yes, strife and reproach shall cease. He that loves pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips the king shall be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, and he overthrows the words of the transgressor. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion reading from Deuteronomy chapter 18, and then we're going to dive into Job 34 through 36. And there's a real gem and a pearl of a scripture that we're going to look at. But let's begin now in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9. When you enter the land that Hashem your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate the abhorrent practices of those nations. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The land that Hashem your God is giving you. This verse teaches that Hashem promises the land to you, written in the singular form, Lach. Every individual in the nation has a place in the land of Israel, and everyone needs to be mindful of the fact that remaining in the land depends on his or her moral character. Therefore, in the continuation of the verse, Hashem warns the people not to learn from and mimic the abominations of the peoples already living there, as doing so would jeopardize their right to be rulers of their land. The Israelis, the people of God, are charged to live up to a high moral standard and to serve as models 
of morality and ethics for the rest of the world. This includes all the people of God. Now I want us to look at Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, because this is a Yeshua sighting. We see Yeshua throughout the Old Testament, and we see Yeshua in this verse. He's hidden, but there he is. Let's uncover it. Deuteronomy 18.15 Hashem your God will raise up for you a Navi, that is a prophet, from among your own people, like myself. Him you shall heed. Now how do we know that this is speaking of Yeshua? Let's cross-reference it to Acts chapter 3. And this is Peter giving a message to the people. And we'll start in verse 22. For Moses truly said to the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up to you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say to you. Let's continue on. Verse 23. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Verse 25. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son, Yeshua, sent him to bless you, in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. So that's the punchline. He's now basically interpreting and explaining that this prophet that Moses spoke of in Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, that that prophet was referring to Yeshua. Yeshua was sent by God to bless the people and to turn them away from their iniquities. And so that's a Yeshua sighting there in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. And whenever we are reading the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, we want to always have in our mind the question, Lord, show me Yeshua here. Reveal him to me. Reveal Yeshua to me throughout the Hebrew Scriptures, because he is there. We have to look. Now let's jump into Job. And let's look at Job. We're starting in chapter 34. And let's start with verse 2. Listen, O wise men, to my words. You who have knowledge, give ear to me. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Elihu calls on the wise men and those who have knowledge to listen or hear and also to give ear. This pair of synonyms appear together in a number of places in the Bible, most prominently in Deuteronomy 32, verse 1. That verse introduces a song in which Hashem calls on heaven and earth to be the eternal witnesses to the covenant that He has made with God's people. If Israel follows His commandments, they will live peacefully in the land. If, however, they overindulge 
become morally corrupt, and abandon the Lord, they will be sent into exile. The prophet Isaiah also calls on heaven and earth with these same words from Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2. So continuing on in the book of Job, let's take a look at chapter 35, verse 10, where it is written, But none says, Where is my God, my Maker, who gives strength in the night? The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The Hebrew word for strength in this verse is zemirat. This word generally means songs, but its root also has another meaning, to prune a tree and remove its extraneous branches. The connection between these words is not initially obvious, but as the mother of all languages, Hebrew words often get to the very essence of the object they are describing. A tree thrives when its heavy branches and extraneous foliage are clipped so that it can most effectively apply its nutritional resources. Though it may seem that cutting a tree weakens it, this process actually strengthens it. Similarly, music is not merely a collection of randomly collected notes. To be left with a beautiful song, one must prune extraneous sounds. The same principle can be applied to our lives. In order to properly strengthen ourselves and transform our entire existence into holy song, we must remove the burdensome elements of our character. Now let's look at chapter 36, verse 31, where it is written, By these things he controls peoples. He gives food in abundance. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hashem uses his control over nature to punish people and to reward them. If he judges mankind favorably, then he will provide food in abundance. This is especially true in the land of Israel, as expressed in Deuteronomy 11:13-17. God says that if the children of Israel perform good deeds and follow his commands, he will reward them with rain at the proper times, which will produce bountiful crops. Conversely, drought and famine are the punishments for national sin. It is important to recognize that while rain and drought are seemingly natural phenomena, they are actually Hashem's vehicle for reward and punishment and for communicating with His children. That's all I have for today. Have a great day. Blessings to you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Yevrekah Adonai Vishmerekah Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseleka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. 
Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.